The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Main Street Vegan with host Victoria Moran. Victoria is an author, inspirational speaker, and a certified holistic health counselor and vegan lifestyle coach. She's here to entertain, educate, and inspire you on your journey to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Now, let's get this party started. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Main Street Vegan. I'm your host, Victoria Moran. I'm so happy that you're here today. I'm really excited about the show because our guest who's going to be coming on in about 10 minutes is someone that, oh, my goodness, I admire so much. She is Mimi Kirk. She was voted PETA's sexiest vegetarian over 50 when she was 71. Want to learn how to do that? Well, she'll tell us how. So happy that Mimi's going to be joining us later. It's been a nice week here in in New York. You know, life kind of goes on and has its ups and downs, and it is getting cold here, as it tends to do. And I have decided to be strong and valiant and not be wimpy about the cold. But, of course, I can say that to you because I'm sitting inside. I was just telling Jeff, our engineer, that I'm going to really be psyching up for taking my dog Forbes on his walk when the show is over. I've already put in my skiers toe warmers. I have my really, really warm Vote Couture winter coat. you got to check out votecouture.com if you don't know the wonderful, glorious winter coats from this fabulous vegan designer, Leanne Hilgart. But you know what? I think I'm going to put one of those battery-operated vests in under my heavy winter coat because I'm just one of those kind of people. Remember when we had the Ayurvedic person on the show a while back, the woman who wrote the Ayurvedic Vegan Kitchen? I'm of the Ayurvedic body type that thinks it's cold in the middle of August. So winter is quite a deal. But willing, I'm willing. Tonight is a book party for Fran Costigan, Vegan Chocolate. She was a guest a couple of weeks ago on the show. So I want to go down to Moose Shoes on the Lower East Side and be part of her book launch party. was out Sunday evening for the Ghosts in Our Machine. We talked about that last week, but if you aren't familiar with this truly beautiful documentary film, do check out Ghosts in Our Machine. I believe the website is theghostsinourmachine.com. It may just be the perfect documentary film. I have been seeing documentaries about human and animal interaction for a really long time. There was one way back in the 80s called The Animals Film. I remember we worked so hard to get it to Milwaukee and talk about weather. We finally had a warm, sunny day in Milwaukee in April, and we thought, oh my gosh, nobody will come. But they did come. They filled the theater. That was a very powerful film. But that one and and many of the other ones, as wonderful as they are, can have too many images, you know, more of the hard stuff than a lot of people can watch with their eyes open. But the ghosts in our machine, it, it has perfect timing. And because it tells the story of the photographer, Joanne MacArthur, 
who photographs animals in states of both joy at Farm Sanctuary and other places, and in states of cruelty and mistreatment, were so following her story that it's just something to see. So it is going to be playing in New York City um, through this week, and I know most of you are listening in the future via podcast, so I'm talking to you November 13th, 2013. So it'll be here for another few days, and then it will go to Los Angeles, and there will be screenings elsewhere. I know they have uh, Columbus lined up and uh, Amsterdam and San Francisco. So, so do check it out. And in 2014, you'll be able to get the DVD or see it on Netflix, something like that. I was also in Atlanta this week for the Atlanta Veg Fest, and that was absolutely lovely. I love Atlanta because it's a real city and it's got beautiful old architecture. Architecture just makes me really, really happy. So the folks down there were absolutely delightful. I was hosted in terms of being driven about by a recent graduate of Main Street Vegan Academy, Star Pellerin, and her husband, Dennis. She teaches tap dancing, and she's an expert on tea parties for children. Now, isn't that a sweet description of somebody who's vegan? And it kind of um, makes the stereotypes go, huh, gosh, okay, you know what? We are not stereotypical anymore. We're lots of people from every walk of life just wanting to live kindly and, and be healthy and make things better. So wherever you are on this journey, if you're just kind of first time curious or you're a committed vegan or you're somewhere in between, we're just so, so happy to have you with us today. There's a lot going on here on Unity Online Radio. I hope that you'll check out some of the other programs that these wonderful people have to offer. We're so lucky to be a part of Unity Online Radio. Do you know that Main Street Vegan was invited to be on this network? I think that's very cool. For those of you who don't know anything about Unity, it, it's a, a school of spirituality, and it has grown into a religious denomination, but very open to every other kind of religious path. It doesn't take any, you know, we've got the truth and nobody else has it. It's, yeah, I think we have some of the truth and everybody else has some too, and let's get together and share it. And the founders of Unity were very vocally vegetarian. So when the Unity Online Radio people came to me to do this Unity Partner Program, they said, yeah, it's about time we get back to our roots about food and loving animals and eating veggies. So I'm just so, so grateful that they asked, and we can bring you wonderful guests like Mimi Kirk. There were a couple of things last night on the evening news that had to do with some of the stuff that we're interested in, all those of us who were looking at eating a little better, seeing non-human animals in a different light. One of the things that was just frightening was there's been a proposal encouraging physicians to suggest that lots, lots more of their patients go on statin drugs for lowering cholesterol and, and triglycerides. And if this recommendation goes through, it would mean that one-third of Americans are taking these drugs. Now, my husband, when he heard this, was just absolutely shocked. I wasn't so shocked because I quoted in my book, Main Street Vegan, a 2009 editorial in the Journal of um, Cardiology, the American Journal of Cardiology, that said that other than pure vegetarians, that means vegans, people that don't eat meat, fish, fowl, dairy products, eggs, other than pure vegetarians, everybody ought to be on a statin drug. You know what? I would rather be on fabulous fruits, vegetables, grains, beans, nuts, and seeds. How about you? I said in a talk in Atlanta, it never occurred to me before, but you know, sometimes you're up there talking to a bunch of people and you get energy from the audience and you say something that's smarter than you are. And I said, you know, vegetables, fruits, grains, beans, and nuts and seeds sound boring. 
but so does A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And yet, that boring alphabet, when you put it together, makes Shakespeare. And those five fitness food groups, when you put them together, makes the most delicious cuisine on the planet. So... Think some delicious thoughts, listen to these important announcements, and we'll be back with our guest Mimi Kirk on Main Street Vegan right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. like to take a moment to encourage you as part of our unity online radio family of listeners to support this ministry through a love offering for your convenience you can make one-time or recurring monthly donations go to www.unity.fm and click on donate now thank you for your support What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet, and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. listening to Main Street Vegan with Victoria Moran. If you have questions or comments about today's topic or any other area of interest, we invite you to follow Victoria underscore Moran on Twitter or email her at MainStreetVegan at UnityOnlineRadio.org. Now, back to Main Street Vegan. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. And I'm so happy to be introducing my guest today. She is Mimi Kirk, who gained popularity at the young age of 71 when she was voted PETA's sexiest vegetarian over 50. Now at age 75, she is the best-selling author of Live Raw, Raw Food Recipes for Good Health and Timeless Beauty, and Live Raw Around the World, with her third book to be released in the fall of 2014. She's a raw food chef, a sought-after speaker, a health consultant, and absolutely one of the mentors and role models of my life. Now, Mimi, you are the second PETA sexiest vegetarian that I know. 
we had a delightful young man named Zachary Koval, who was the 2012 PETA's Sexiest Vegetarian Next Door. And you are, I, I know, the reigning of Sexiest Vegetarian Over 50 because you were the first Sexiest Vegetarian Over 50. Is that correct? That's correct. And what caused you to enter that contest? Well, it was just a fluky thing. It was on the side of my pace, Facebook page. It said Vegetarian Over 50. So I just sent in the application with a photo. I didn't think much more about it until I got a call from them and found out they wanted to have proof of my age, first of all. And then they wanted to see, you know, if I would qualify for the 10 finalists, which I did. And there I was. And then I finally, once I was the 10 finalists, I had to let my family know I entered this contest. It was just an an odd situation. I, nothing I would ever do, but that was the moment I did it. And it was so interesting because it really... Um, I had been eating raw food for a while. It really put me in the limelight. Uh, my diet style really put me in the limelight once that contest happened. I got very popular after that. Well, and you're also very popular because what you have to say is so needed. We have this idea that people reach a certain age and then they're just supposed to be decrepit. Now, that's not how it is in your life. So tell us why you think you're different from the bulk of, of people in this country. Well, it's very interesting because I see people younger than myself with walkers and, you know, feeling like they're at the end of their life when I feel like I'm just starting the best part of my life. I was thinking about that this morning. It's like you know, it takes you so many years to learn what to do and how to think and how to love yourself and how to be in the world and accept everything. And then that is the time when people start to feel old and start to get more decrepit. And it's the opposite for me. I feel like I'm actually getting younger. I feel better every day. But it's very interesting because I really do think that food is medicine. There's so many people in my age bracket that are on all kinds of medication. And I think one pill leads to two and two, two leads to four and four leads to eight. And before you know it, in your 70s and 80s, you're taking a, hand, a fistful of, of pills for different ailments without ever thinking that these are things maybe you don't need to have. We're kind of led to believe through all the media that we're when we get older, we're supposed to get all these, as the doctors call it, old age disease. Every time you go in after 50, they tell you, oh, it's age related. So I just decided I didn't think that was true. And I went ahead and started switching from my vegetarian vegan diet um, to a raw food diet. And I went for a while in there where I ate the standard diet again and gained weight. And that's when I started to feel a lot of issues like, um, arthritis, uh, gained weight, my blood pressure was up, my cholesterol was up. And that was just a short time that I was eating the standard diet. So once I saw that, I wanted to up my way I ate. I didn't want to do vegetarian or vegan. I wanted to go all the way and get rid of these things, which has happened. Six months later, I went back to my doctor and I was free of all those ailments and I haven't had anything since. Wow. So I feel pretty sure that this diet is a good way to go. I feel like I've tested it. I, you know, I've experimented with it on my own and found the things that really work. And really, that's why I go out and talk to people and write books and so forth, to let people know there are options to what your doctor might tell you. When did you go raw? I went raw when I was 69. Wow. Young so, sprout. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not that long, but I tell you, that first year changed. I age that first year i reversed myself in that first yeah. year of eating raw foods actually in six seven months it started to show up and i don't when i look at myself now and i look at myself when i when i first started i don't feel like i've aged i feel like i look even better than i did then well so, just looking at your photographs and in your books and online you don't age you you're, you just don't age and a lot of the raw people don't I want to tell you what I've been working on, Mimi. I'm actually about to start on my 12th book, and my agent will send that out when we come to agreement on the working title. Uh -huh. But it, it is about growing older better. I wrote a book about that 10 years ago, but I was too young to know. I was 53 then. I'm 63 now. Then I was worried about getting older, and now I feel like I've had enough experience with it that it's like, no, no, this can be the, the best time of your life. So what I want to do is make the book like a how-to, but I wanted to do alongside the book 
a documentary film that would look at people like you, if you would be interested in being part of it, uh, Annette Larkins, Sherry Saria, um, oh, the beautiful woman in Chicago, um, Karen, 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 Karen And when I think about, okay, all these people that look really young, oh my gosh, they're raw. <laughs> what do we think about that? Yeah, it is very interesting. You know, and, and I, one of the things I like to tell people today is that, you know, people get nervous and don't want to make a change, especially if they think they're going to have to eat all raw food. So I think it's fine for people to have some cooked food, stay 80% raw, have some cooked food if that works for them. I say, you know, eat raw during the morning and the afternoon. And then at night, if you have a cooked meal, that's fine. So that that is one of the things when I go out to talk to people because I don't want to scare them off from raw food. But I eat just about all raw. I do have a cooked sweet potato or an artichoke once in a while. I might have some steamed vegetables when I'm traveling. But I really I prefer raw food. I feel much better on it. I can tell mm. the difference in my energy level. And I've, since I'm working on my new book, which is a juice book, I've been doing lots of research and trying to find new ways to introduce people to start eating more more healthy foods than eat. And number one is to cut out processed food, anything in a bag, a can, a box, a pouch. It's got so much chemicals in it. Yes, chemicals. <laughs> it does. I was talking with a, a lovely young man who was working on having a company that would produce really high-quality processed foods that were all vegan, and he wanted them to be no salt, no oil, no sugar, and all that. And what I noticed was that the sweet foods that had some dried fruit in them, they could be packaged, and they were still good. But the savory ones, without any salt or any oil, you know, you can eat just a carrot or or cauliflower, and it's great. It doesn't need any salt or any oil because it's got everything it's supposed to have in it. Right. But once it's been cooked or even dehydrated, it tends to lose some of that and you have to add it back. Right. Well, you know, raw food is very hydrating and our bodies are made up of water. We need all of that hydration that we get. That's why, you know, the other thing we need that's so important are the enzymes. And once food is heated over 115 degrees, then you lose enzymes. But that's not even enough because people are not chewing their food, you know, 30 to 50 times. They're chewing a few bites and swallowing it. I watched a man the other day at a restaurant. He must have chewed no more than three or four times before he had the next mouthful in there. That means all those trillions of cells in our body that needs enzymes are not getting them. And I'm recently I've been recommending enzymes to my to my clients because you can open up an enzyme capsule and sprinkle it on your food while you're eating it and it will help that food digest because if you're not digesting food you're you're causing illness in your body because it's taking too long for that food to digest and move through your body it sits there causing problems so you want your food to digest as well as you do when you're drinking a juice. So it's fine to take digestive enzymes for people, you know, over 30, basically, because you don't produce new enzymes in your body unless you're chewing your food, your saliva and your food together. So there's so many little nuances to um, living a long, healthy life. Food, number one. And of course, we know exercise is another way. We must exercise. I, it took me a while to get uh, I always did a little exercise and then I'd stop for six, some, seven months and then I'd take me forever to get back on again. But now I realize as I've aged that how much more important it is to do that. So I do yoga, a little Tai Chi, walking every day and not being lazy, like parking away from the market or the mall when I go shopping and letting myself walk that extra bit, taking the stairs. You know, I'm trying to do all the exercise I can. And I think that really helps support healthy bones and a healthy body. Especially as we, as we age. Right. And back to the enzymes. I, I find enzymes confusing and they're confusing to other people. I have read that the papaya enzymes really only work on protein and you need something yes. else for carbohydrates and fats. Yes. So what should people be taking? Okay, well, that's true. There are specific, since we have trillions of cells and they all need enzymes to be uh, healthy. So, you know, if we keep our cells healthy, and they can be rejuvenated. If we can keep them healthy, we will age, slow down the aging process. That's one of the first things. 
So there are all kinds of enzymes out there for specific things. What you want to start with is a general enzyme, a digestive enzyme. That's just a general one. I'm right now. I'm using the product that is made by now NOW vitamins. And I like that one very well because it's a general digestive enzyme in a capsule that I can open up and sprinkle on my food and take it traveling with me. It's worked very well because when I eat cooked food after not eating it so long for such a long time, I could really feel it sitting in my stomach like a big lump. And once I used the digestive enzyme, it was immediately digested. I didn't have that same feeling, that stuff feeling. So you want, there. if you go to the health food store, there are like dozens of them on the shelf, and it is very confusing. I did a lot of research, and I chose the Now product for myself because I know they put very good ingredients in all their vitamins. I, I think it's a very good company. So that's what I've started using just recently, and I like the way it's working. Um, and I, I think that's a good general one. There are certain, like you say, the papaya that only work on certain things. You want to get to the general enzymes in your body. That's how you start. Then if you have a problem in a certain area, you can be more specific with some of the enzymes that direct a certain area that you need it in. But this is just a general enzyme that just helps you digest the food itself. Excellent. You know, we they learned uh, recently that the telomeres are a little something that sits on top of our cells and that that's what keeps us more youthful. And when those start to wear down from little indiscretions, and I know we all know what those little indiscretions are, alcohol, smoking, you know, drugs, uh, over-the-counter and uh, recreational, you know, you're, run, you're running down those little telomeres. And once those are gone, those can't be re- regrown again, but you can save your cells. Once those telomeres are off of the tops of those cells, that's when cancer and other diseases can attack those cells. And that's when the free radicals come in and it starts spreading. So enzymes are so important to keeping our cells healthy. And, you know, I just think eating food that just tastes good and doesn't do any benefits is kind of a waste of time. I like delicious food that does some good for me. That's why I like eating fresh, raw foods, because I know when I'm eating that, that I'm doing my body a favor. The other food might just taste good. And it's like, oh, my God, this is great, this piece of bread. But that gluten is going to play havoc in my body. So Mm -hmm. I try to know that what I put in my mouth, I should be treating myself like someone I love. And I don't what want to put something in there that I think will be uh, detrimental to my health and to my body. And that's the oh, way I try to look at it. What a beautiful line. Somebody needs to quote you. Somebody go <laughs> tweet that. What you put in your mouth, how is that? Should be going to someone you love? Yes. Mimi Kirk, November <laughs> and, 2013. And you know, the other thing too is that if we're the cook in the house for our children and everything else, people are in a hurry and they get their children food because they, oh, well, they like those little fried things or they like this or that. I mean, we need to, we need to, if we're the cook, we need to feed people that we love things that are going to make them healthy, not that are just going to keep them quiet or satisfy them. We have to retrain the people that we've been feeding the junk food to, to eat, eat better foods. And that's why I really have my recipe books out there because the food is delicious and people love my recipes. Mm. I can make them for uh, a room full of people, 40 people, and everyone thinks it's great, empty plates. So we have to retrain our children and retrain the people that we cook for to now start eating better. And I think cleaning out your cupboards of anything processed with all those chemicals is kind of a number one thing to do is to look in your cupboard and start reading what's in there and see if this is something that you would feed somebody you love because food is filled with GMO and with, uh, uh, with all kinds of stuff by odd names that you would never know what it is unless you look it up. They try to fool you. They don't tell you that MSG is vegetable protein or vegetable starch. You say, Oh, vegetable. That's good. It's MSG. So there are 40 names for MSG and it's even put in, food, little canned soups for kids that mm. have, you know, Dora the Explorer and, you know, little things that would attract children to buy that soup. There's MSG in it. Yeah. So and- we have to be our own uh, caretaker and, t- and our caretaker to the people that we love. We do. And I think so often we just want to depend on the government or somebody else. Like now they're talking about banning trans fats, which yes. I guess would be okay. But why not just know that anything that says partially hydrogenated is a trans fat and you don't have to buy it? 
Exactly. Well, that's it. You know, that's why I say you have to start being in charge of your own health. We can't expect anyone to do it for us. And why should we? You know, we're smart. We know how to do this. I know I I watch sometimes in the market. I saw uh, something the other day that really struck me. And I I really understand people and what's going on with them financially. Uh, A young girl went over and picked up an organic uh, there's one small organic section in the mar- in one of my markets here in town, and uh, there a girl, young girl came over, um, late teens probably, and she picked up a, a sweet re- bell pepper, and she showed that to her mom, and she said, "Can we get this?" And her mom said, "No, we're not going to get that. Let's get this over here." And she went over to the conventional side. So even the organic thing, or or some of the foods, people um, can be educated, but they're really not. They're looking at how they can. Feed their family on a budget. And that is very, I think that's a very big issue with a lot of people who would like to eat healthy, but don't feel they can afford to eat eat healthy. And I like to tell those people, which I do all the time, you will spend more money later in your life bills than than you would spend on food right now to buy something that doesn't have sprayed with chemicals in it. I mean, as you know, Victoria, that goes with your toothbrush toothpaste, your cleaning products, the the stuff you put on your skin, your body absorbs everything. So, you know, it depends. Some people don't realize if they feel healthy, what it could be like to be sick. And I tell people, go visit a senior home where people are there at an early age, much earlier than they should be, and finishing up their life living in a senior home because they didn't, they, they had little indiscretions. They didn't walk. They didn't exercise. They didn't eat well. And they end up feeling um, you know, in their later years, not healthy. So I want to live a long, healthy life, not just live long, but we want to be healthy and vibrant. And we can. I think we can be that way until, you know, the week before we die. I love <laughs> that's it. That's my idea I, of living. Well, and they say that's how it is with animals in the wild. You know, exactly. they live a long time. There's a short downfall and then they leave. It just that's seems like exactly. if you, if, nature if had a good can, idea. Hmm? If somebody can stretch out those good years from their 40s, their 30s, 40s, and 50s, if you can try to eat as healthy as you can and pay attention to what you're eating and stay away from all the chemicals, you are going to stretch those later years out. You won't age by then. I wish all of us who didn't know that at this, you know, at an earlier age would have known that, that if we really did pay attention to what we ate during those years, our 70s, 80s, 90s, and 100s could be, uh, you know, pain-free, medication-free, healthy. You know, I, I mean, I, tra- I don't think I'm old at 75. I don't even get what old means. I travel a lot. I carry my own suitcase. I carry my groceries. I, you know, I'm running up and down hills. I'm so active. It would never occur to me that 75 was old. But to a lot of people, that is. Oh, yeah. To a lot of people, 50 means you're supposed to slow down. Well, right. you know, as soon as you slow down, those cells start thinking, ooh, we better slow everything down. Everything. I'm talking with the inimitable Mimi Kirk, author of Live Raw and Live Raw Around the World. Check out her website, youngonrawfood.com. What a great name for a website. I love that, Young on Raw Food. And she is Mimi Kirk on YouTube, and her Facebook fan page is Mimi Kirk Author. Mimi, we have about a minute before we go to break, but just tell me, when somebody is just starting out, what what sorts of foods should they be looking at first? Should they be making smoothies or salads or where should they be looking in one of your great cookbooks? Well, the first thing I always say, as I mentioned earlier, is you cut out processed food. You have to go back to eating fresh food. Having a smoothie, a green drink in the morning. Uh, there's three different levels. There's juicing, there's blending. And then there's, to me, the smoothie, which is more of a dessert drink, like I had one of those today. I had almond milk with cranberries in it, some cinnamon in it. Um, I throw a little bit of green in it, but normally, and a banana, frozen banana. Those are smoothies to me. It was so delicious and thick and rich. There are green blended drinks. I like to separate that out because those are almost like juicing vegetables, that you put that in your blender and you add water. And then there's juicing, which is straight juice. You can put beets and carrots and apple, celery and cucumber, spinach or kale or uh, some leafy greens in there. And that's a delicious drink. Drinks should not taste like a mowed lawn. They should be delicious. If you had a green drink that doesn't taste good, 
You've got to correct that. I love it. Mimi, that's another tweet. Green drinks should not taste like a mowed lawn. I love it. <laughs> so for more fabulous tweet-sized sound bites from Mimi Kirk, stay with us through these upcoming announcements. We'll be back with more Main Street Vegan here on Unity Online Radio. listeners did you know we've gone mobile that's right your favorite unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device now you can take us with you wherever you go using apps from live 365 or stitcher you can listen to unity online radio live or on demand to learn more visit www.unity.fm and click on mobile listening Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for Main Street Vegan. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Main Street Vegan. I'm Victoria Moran, and I am on with the passionate Mamie Kirk, author of Live Raw and Live Raw Around the World. Golly, Mimi, you are so full of life and energy. I am feeling it through the Skype during the break. You were inspiring Jeff to get off soda and start drinking kombucha and using stevia and things like that. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're, you're something. So why do you eat raw food? Just why? Well, I really love life so much. And I've been through, like everybody else in life, all kinds of things. I was widowed at 29, raising four children alone. I've had loves and lost. I've, you know, had illnesses myself. I've had lots of things. And, you know, the, as the years go on, you take a experience and become the person you are. And I love life so much. And I love my family so much. I have such an amazing family, my children and grandchildren. I'm having such a good time in life. I'm with uh, my significant other for the last 11 years. And he is just a marvelous man. And I have a lot to live for. And also, it's become a passion of mine to help people get healthy and change their life. And that, I go out, I'm very philanthropic. I do lots of speaking engagements. I had someone call me this morning on my my cell phone that watched one of my YouTube videos just to ask me questions. I'm really available to people. So I, so staying young has a lot to do with passion in life. You have to find something you love. So when you wake up every day, you're excited about the day. So many people get up to just get ready and go to work and they go have their coffee and they drag themselves around. You've got to create something that you feel passionate about. And when you have that, I think it keeps you very youthful and you can make a difference in the world. Everybody's got gifts to give and uh, being loving and kind and giving those gifts away, I think really you very spirited and young. That's why I eat raw food because I feel so darn good. You sound like you do. And I can believe it. I've been raw for months at a time, and then I always go back when when the weather gets colder. But I love what you said about 80%. 
I've bought myself a far infrared sauna, which in a New York apartment, there's not really room for that, but (laughs) you know, we figured it out so I can come in in the winter and warm myself up and then eat the raw food. It'll work. Yes, that's very good. But you know, I, I know that I don't live in cold weather, but I do warm my food when it is cold. And when I travel and it's cold, I always warm my food, but I don't heat it over 115 degrees. The temperature of the baby formula that you put on your wrist when you're testing a baby bottle, you can warm your drinks, you can warm your soups. I mean, you still want to eat your salads and have your greens, but you know, you can even make a like a V8 juice would be, you can make an amazing tomato soup with those kinds of spices in there. Mm -hmm. And spices warm you up. A little jalapeno, a little pepper flakes, little ginger. Those are very warm. And um, you can put those into some of your dishes. And and some of my main dishes, I warm in the dehydrator. So I'm not eating all cold foods. Uh I mean, I, I definitely eat warm foods. I have warm drinks sometimes in the morning. Last night, I fixed a warm drink for myself. I had fresh mint. I put it in some water, some uh, hot water, and let it seep. I put some other fruits in there just to give it some infusion. So I'm always drinking warm things. I I like warm things myself. So I I don't feel like I'm, you know, I think people do need warm food in cold weather. And I that's why I say to other people who are living in Canada or living in cold weather, Eat yourself a warm meal during the day because your body might need that. So, you know, make sure you get enough raw. Make sure you put your enzymes on that cooked meal. But have a cooked meal if you need it. I think it's fine. People shouldn't be so down on themselves if they don't do everything 100%. I think that's a very important thing in life. What fun is that? You know, you, you do your best. You make sure that you do your best all the time. But if you go out with friends and you want to have a glass of wine or you want to eat something, just enjoy yourself. And the next meal you have, feed yourself something healthy. Be be easy on yourself. You have got it figured out. The uh, number, if you want to ask Mimi Kirk a question yourself, is 888-558-6489. Her website is youngonrawfood.com. Her Facebook page is Mimi Kirk author. Mimi, you have a spiritual life. Tell us about that. Well, I started meditating when I was 30, right? My, I was widowed at 29, and I guess it was just before I was 30 or kind of around then. I Someone told me it would be like a self-hypnosis and I could learn a lot about myself. I really didn't know what meditation was. And I uh, someone taught me how to meditate. And then I found an ashram that I liked going to that was in Hollywood. I was living in Los Angeles at the time, working in the film business. And I would go every morning and sit there and meditate. And it really changed my life. It gave me the deeper meaning of everything outside and how everything is connected. And it was right after then that I became a vegetarian, that I did not want to kill animals to eat. I saw the connection of all life. And it has helped me through many tough times in life. It's helped me to understand how blessed we are to be in this human body. And that's why it's so great to enjoy it and have fun because we've been given a great gift to enjoy the time we're here, whatever it is. If we're here a hundred years or we're here 70 years, we should be enjoying this life. So many people are stressed out about small things, worried about relationships and things that really change so quickly throughout our lifetime. But when you look back at when you were younger, whatever age you're at, if you look back when you were younger, some of the things you worried about, you can't even remember. And others, you've all worked out fine. You became who you are today. So I think a spiritual life is a is an important thing to uh, maintaining a healthy body. Do you think there's a connection? It seems to me that people who eat really well and people who eat raw have a calmness about them sometimes, not in every case, but very often it seems to kind of connect the body and the spirit. Well, I do think that's true because I think when you become and eating well and feeding your body the right food is really a conscious decision. And when you become conscious, you realize that the, the planet, everything is connected and we have to do all do our best as individuals to be loving and open and accepting of every human race, everybody. We can't be judgmental about other people's lives. 
no matter what color someone's skin is or no matter what preference they have in a relationship, we have to be open and loving. We all are human. And I find that people who are conscious about the way they eat are conscious about the larger picture. They're conscious about what they eat, how it affects the environment. They're conscious about animals. They're conscious about the person they just brush by on the street. There's an, an openness and a consciousness. I think it's true, Victoria. I think that people who are eating this way have a have a, a very broad consciousness about everything. Not that other people don't, but all the friends I have who are in this world, we're very similar in that way. We all really feel everything I just mentioned. I know that every one of those people feel the same way about it. Mm-hmm. Loving you know, people. My fantasy is if we could get the entire U.S. Congress to do a cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just think about it. Oh, a my God. High raw, plant-based, yeah. organic diet for 14 days. Let's it do it. Just change everything. Maybe the next time the government shuts down. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's get them going. No, it's true, Victoria, because when you feel good, you feel more loving and kind. I think a lot of people who aren't nice don't feel good. They feel crappy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I met a man in this in a store the other day when I was checking out and he's I don't know how we got someone had told him who I was just before in line said, oh, that woman coming through is an author of health books and stuff. And he told me he read something in the newspaper. And he said, I said, um, oh, are you a healthy eater? And he said, no. He said, but who cares? I'm going to die young anyway. I was like, what? He said, yeah, what? what's the point? And, you know, he was in his early 50s and he was depressed. And I suffered with depression and everything. So I couldn't possibly leave there without... <laughs> telling him what I thought he should do. <laughs> I felt that was an opening. And by the time I'm going to try it for a couple of weeks and I want you to come back in here and check on me because he said Aww. he had a juicer and his wife and his daughter ate healthy. But here was a man who was suffering depression because of the way he ate. He told me what he ate. No wonder. I mean, you can't eat grease. You can't eat fast food. You can't put all those that junk and chemicals in your body and expect to feel good. So I do believe that people, if they're feeling good, they want to do better. And I like that idea of yours. I'll go with you to Washington. Let's see if we can get it happening. <laughs> oh, I, I love it. There, there was once the Million Man March, so we could be, what, the um, 70 Senior Parade. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that, would, that would be so cool. Now, you yeah. mentioned that, that even this gentleman had a, a juicer in his house, and I know that the book you're working on now is about juice. It seems that almost every day I'll look somewhere and somebody will be saying, we shouldn't be juicing because we need the fiber. And of course, I'm always thinking, but you should get the fiber from your food and then you can juice. So well, tell us about juice. Why is it fabulous? Yeah, this is a this is a great, uh, interesting subject you brought up because it, it comes up all the time. It really is a preference. People want the fiber, which is great. You can have the fiber in your juice. The th- the reason in your blending juice, the reason I like juicing juice, first of all, is I use the pulp and I make amazing crackers with them. So I'm not throwing the pulp out. I make delicious crackers. I add flax seed and sunflower seed. Okay. I like the juice because it's pre-digested. I also like the juice because I have to use a lot of produce to get the glass of juice, 16 ounces of juice. When I'm blending, I don't have to put as much produce in there because I'm using water. So I'm using two stalks of celery and a small handful of spinach and uh, an apple. But I'm using, you know, a half a bunch of celery. I'm using three handfuls of spinach when I choose. I'm using a lot more produce. I want all those nutrients from the produce. I want to be able to drink all those vitamins and know that I've got my vitamins for the day. I think people who don't have time, blending is great for them because they don't want to bother juicing. Get that juice in you any way you can. If you find the fiber is important because you don't think you're getting fiber in your diet, you're not eating salads or anything else, by all take a blended drink. That's fine. But I like juicing because I'd rather spend the time juicing more juice and get the powerfulness of that juice. Plus, it's very easy on my digestive system because it's pre-digested. When you're drinking a blender drink with juice, you do have to chew it because there are fibers in there and you do want to break those down a little bit more, even with a good blender. So, but it really is a choice. And uh, in my new book, I've got blended juices and I've got juices from a juice extractor. Plus I have smoothies. 
So I'm trying to cover all the bases and people can choose and mix and match. Sometimes I like to juice and then put it in the blender and add a banana, frozen banana, or add some maca or some goji berries or some superfood of some kind. So I've got all the juice, plus I've got this added stuff or even berries. I don't juice berries. So I like to throw that in my drink sometime. So uh, it's kind of a combination. And once you're doing it, and I really want, I want to mention, if you have a good juicer, it's easy and it's quick. If you have one of the old-fashioned juicers that you have to take the screen out and clean it, you're not going to continue juicing. You've got mm-hmm. to get a new juicer that works well. It's worth the investment because it's worth your health. So have a good juicer. Yeah, it makes all the difference, yeah. all the difference. I completely agree with you. So, Mimi, everybody wants to know what you personally eat. Well, this morning I had, you know, I fix a juice every single morning um, or a smoothie, depending. It was very warm out today when I got up and I didn't go to yoga this morning. So I fixed, uh, I fixed, I had part of a juice and then I had a smoothie and I probably won't eat until lunchtime where I have a big chopped salad. I love cabbage, red and green cabbage. I think it's great cruciferous vegetables. If you can eat them, if you don't have a thyroid uh, hypothyroidism, you can eat cruciferous vegetables. Uh, I like to chop that up with arugula, romaine lettuce, whatever I have in the refrigerator, cucumbers, carrots. I chop my vegetables sometimes very small and I like olive oil on a dressing, salt. Uh, I make all kinds of dressings. I put avocado in it. So I have a really big salad for lunch. And then sometimes at dinner, uh, depending, I'll make something a little fancier like one of my lasagnas. Um, I love wraps. I, I switch off all the time. Some days I'm very hungry, other days not so hungry. And my body really tells me to treat myself to a chocolate smoothie sometimes during the day. So I love cacao powder and some dates and some almond or cashew milk. And uh, sometimes I put a banana in it. I drink a small one and I just feel like I'm so decadent because it's so satisfying and and healthy at the same time. So, yeah, I eat different all the time. Here's one of my favorite quick meals I like um, for lunch. I like Savoy cabbage. It's that wrinkly kind of cabbage. And I pare down the core part of it. I take a leaf off and I make that core as thin as possible, the hard part. I make a vegan mayonnaise with cashews, or you can buy veganese if you like. I slice very thinly all these things, tomatoes, red onions, cucumbers, and avocado. I sprinkle a little pink salt on it. I fold it over like a sandwich, and there you have it. It's delicious, simple and delicious, and only takes minutes to prepare. So it's that Savoy cabbage leaf that's your wrapper. Yes, that's one of the wrappers ah. I love because it's got the cabbage thing, but it's a softer, it's a little softer one. And uh, it's a delicious taste. It's it's very mild, and it also has the crunch to it, so you feel so satisfied. Well, even though it's so simple. Well, I'm going to have to try that because Savoy cabbage is one of those things that I skip in the store because I don't know what to do with it. I love wraps made with collard leaves. Yes. We got some collards from our CSA last week and my husband held it up like the torch in the hand of the Statue of Liberty (laughs) and said, what is this? And I was explaining to him about the wraps and all that. And he said, whatever you say, although I have to say he's, he's doing very well. He's gone high raw in the past year. He's lost 45 pounds. He's had a lot of relief from um, non-diabetic peripheral neuropathy. So it's pretty amazing what this can do. Even if you're not perfect, even if you don't know what collards are. Right. Well, my boyfriend had the same experience. He lost 35 pounds. His skin looks better. He stopped eating the snack foods that he used to eat. He eats mostly raw because he doesn't cook. I do. So he eats what I fix him. I do fix him cooked vegan meals. And, um, you know, when he goes out occasionally, he'll eat vegetarian. But he is, you know, vegan most of the time, vegetarian part. Uh, He's lost 35 pounds. Very healthy. That he gets to live with you. The rest of us can just read your beautiful books. And those are Live Raw and Live Raw Around the World. We can check out your YouTubes. You are Mimi Kirk on YouTube. I have a new YouTube too. It's Victoria Moran NYC. So, you know, take off work tomorrow, everybody. Just (laughs) watch YouTube. Mimi, I just love you. Let me know when you come to New York. I will. I'm going to be actually doing a class next year at the Omega Institute in Oh, Rhonda. fantastic. How in lovely. July. 
So I'll be around the, the East Coast for a little bit during that time. Omega Institute, it's, July, perfect time to go to Rhinebeck. Thank you yeah. so much. Thanks for all you do. Thanks for all the inspiration. And thanks to everybody who tuned in today. We love you so much. We're so happy to have you as part of the Main Street Vegan family. Next week, we have Liz Marshall, director of The Ghosts in Our Machine. And we also have Mary Lou Henner. Remember uh-huh. Taxi? Mary Lou Henner is a great health proponent, actress, radio host. We have such good folks. We'll talk to you then. Eat your veggies and God bless your hearts. Thank you for listening to Main Street Vegan. Join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time as Victoria Moran entertains, educates, and inspires you on your vegan journey. This program is sponsored by Main Street Vegan. To learn more about Victoria or to explore training with Main Street Vegan Academy as a vegan lifestyle coach, go to www.mainstreetvegan.net. That's www.mainstreetvegan.net. Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They share Unity's classic teachings. Join Reverend Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, For Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic teachings. Follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine these foundational teachings through the works of Unity authors past and present. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic teachings. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Repeat the words, God is taking care of it, and it will become clear that you are the channel and that God is the doer of good works through you. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They share Unity's classic teachings. Join Reverend Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic teachings. Follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine these foundational teachings through the works of Unity authors past and present. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic teachings, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.